Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. My phone feels so slim when it's sitting on that thinium cradle. I just do like the the skater pants situation where I have like a cord attached to my external charger and then there's like the cord like a chain wallet Hell going yeah. from my front pocket to my back pocket <laughs> same z's so cal that is so cal oh boy well welcome to side work podcast everybody there are uh jocelyn okay i'm your jocelyn host brooke van- into a dog. i know i'm your host brooke van poplin uh, hey, I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. And I'm your host, Kyle June Williams. And my little pup, Hank, is sitting in for Jocelyn today. He's just going to lick his lips and be nervous. He doesn't speak human, but he's full of opinions. Yeah, he sure is about <laughs> who belongs in the yard and who doesn't. <laughs> he knows which squirrels and which crows are in the no-fly zone. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's what Hank brings to the table. I wish you could visually see what a fucking goober he is because he knows we're talking about him. <laughs> so today we thought we would like deviate a little bit from classic waitressing and serving tales to talk a little bit about our tenures as uh, counter waiters, if you will, or counter service. Um, I was a barista for a long time and... I worked at like a bagel sandwich shop. That was totally my jam. A little bit like Beth Stelling Mm -hmm. when she was on the podcast. But I think it's important to kind of set up like the the big difference um, between these sort of like either fast food coffee shop where it's very transactional, Mm -hmm. you know? So for anyone who's not been in this industry at all, I I really think the big difference is A, usually when you're a counter staff person, you are on a pretty bad minimum wage. I mean, that's just the truth. You, you are definitely on minimum wage. Tips are encouraged and they really help. But I also feel like people do not tip very well in those yeah. situations when they're especially just like, no, this is fast food. I think what's really hard about counter service jobs being like a fast food, being, um, you know, the person who is more transactional, you are treated Oh, so much worse than even a waiter or waitress. You know, you really aren't even considered. I mean, you're just the thing giving the food. So Kyle, you started out at Joe Picasso's as your first counter service counter job. Counter service, yes. Yeah. I was an ice cream scooper, and they had to give me a crate because I couldn't reach inside and reach the ah! ice cream. <laughs> it was very tidy. Little Kyle. So what? And do you recall like what a typical workload was for this? And what was the wage, if you had to imagine if, or remember? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think I made minimum wage, which in Florida is, I think at that time was like $9, okay. maybe more. Yeah, you are younger than Andrew and I. Yeah. Not by an aggressive amount, but, you know. Um, And, uh, cert- like, what we had to do was when we came in, 
you know, you had to, a lot of it was like carrying the tubs, which Mm -hmm. it's just these vats of ice cream and you have to carry them from the freezer and like there are shipments that come in before and after a shift. Uh, But I just remember carrying those vats of ice cream was real difficult for me because they were about the size of me (laughs) Um, and then getting them up into, so I would come to work early because it would take me so long. So I was like, <laughs> to wear like a Costco belt to like you. Yeah, I know. I little, yeah, little tiny Home Depot Kyle just being like, my back. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's so inappropriate yeah. in terms of like a workload for someone that age, that size, like no protections, by the way. Yeah, you but know? I also, I wanted it. I right. wanted the, you know, I, like, I, I wanted the ice cream. I wanted the, I wanted the free ice cream. Um, uh, yeah, I was, you know, hell bent on my, my dad was also very like, you got to get a job. Um, and I'm really glad he did because it taught me about hard work. But I do think it was one of those things that they take advantage of you because you're only doing counter service and they think you need to do more work. Well, of like course. you're lucky you're actually you're earning this um, and all you have to do is scoop ice cream and ring people out. And that's not the case at all standing doing nothing you could exactly and that's why when you think of all those people who work at mcdonald's and what a insane conglomerate of money that that company must make and i mean like clearly they're not spending it on you know like the like value or product level of their food so or they're like why now put it into your employees right exactly yep that's what i was gonna (sighs) Slam dunk and spike, you know, yeah. right there. We're just like, yeah, the food's not getting better. How about make the quality of life better for the people who serve this hot poison? <laughs> My first job was at a place called Copper Creek Coffee and Chocolate Ooh. in Omaha. That's in an alliteration. West Omaha in a strip mall, which was a very busy strip mall at the time because there was a baker's grocery store, which was a, a hot place to work. If you were a bagger at baker's, man, were you a cool person? I'm pretty sure my husband was the bagger at that baker's, by the way. Aww. So this place um, w- roasted their own coffee, which was oh, cool. Cool. I kind of wish I could try that coffee now. I'm sure it was good. Uh, but they also made their own fudge. <laughs> God, I these places drive me insane where it's like, pick something and do one of there them There was well. a lot going on. We were basically like we could have been at any sort of like novelty vacation like town. Like I, that was kind of what, the vibe that was going on. Just like a little yeah. more upper upper class because they roasted their own coffee. They put a lot of integrity into that though. But there was also like cinnamon rolls and then a whole wall of like coffee you know like the fucking when you get like the plastic spoon that has like chocolate attached to it and you stir your coffee it's it's a real yeah 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 like Gloria Jean's type situation but I'm pretty sure we had them there I imagine this is in an old mill house no just a strip mall (laughs) just a strip mall Um, but like a wall of candy that was kind of like upper class like Lindora chocolate truffles like back in the day when they were fancy like the um, honey, like different flavored honey and like the little tube, the straw. Oh, yeah. Um, so and we also made first squeeze lemonade. So like in the summer I would get hit oh, for that. God. So I'd have to squeeze my own lemons people and then like make understand. that and then make coffee orders at the same time. And I was all by myself and ringing people up no. and like weighing fudge. And there's still nothing more satisfying because <gasps> I use a food scale at home sometimes for things. And then when you would like cut that perfect slab of fudge and put it on and it was like exactly a half pound. (laughs) (laughs) If you've ever had to do like any sort of weighing, whether at a deli, anything, you know, so. Also kudos to someone who can take down half a pound of fudge. Yeah. Like every time I eat it, cause I'm from Michigan, it's required. It's part of like our DNA, but they're like, how much do you want? I'm like, I don't know, like a, 
pinky a, nail a sliver. Hole. <laughs> it's so gross. I want to be able to see through it. That's the kind of sliver I want of that fudge. I want it to immediately dissolve on my tongue. Um, yeah, fudge for me, it's too much. When I was younger, I was like, let's fudge all day. <laughs> uh, well, your sugar tolerance is like always nuts when you're younger. So it was an interesting job. We also did the farmer's market on Saturday mornings. And like no. they liked that I drove my dad's truck. So I'd have to get to the headquarters to the shop at like five or 6 a.m. to load up coffee and cinnamon rolls and go to the farmer's market downtown Omaha set up and sell 16 get out of town come on that is them taking full advantage but they do that because they know you want the job I loved it though your parents are making you have the job and they were also like Kent, I forget their names totally, but they like smoked in there and I was like, you guys are cool. You're smoking cigarettes in here. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I just, I wanted, I liked the work. I was happy to, I was doing it because you're like young and it's something you're doing on your own. And when you're like handling responsibilities like that, it's, it's fun. Right. And it, and it does right. like, I, I, it does make me realize how, you know, we are all just so like, yeah, of course I, everything I've done is food oriented, like my whole life for the most part, where we don't stop to think like I, I was hanging out with my cousin a few weekends ago and she's like, no, like my, my dad had a, a, a periodontal business and, oh, you and got to work in your family's business. Of course. And so like as a youngster, her and her brother both, you know, like would clean the bathroom, maybe file a few things. Wow. And what does a periodontist do exactly? Yeah, what it's is that? gum. It's more like gum oh, health. Yeesh. I keep thinking yeah. of a pterodactyl. It's not the same. <laughs> I totally understand. <laughs> it's a few years difference. <laughs> so I think what's interesting is, so I think what I was saying earlier though is like, so we are talking about like being kids. These are jobs that are appropriate for kids, but we're seeing more and more with like a bad job market, you know, if people don't have a college degree and they're you know trying to figure out the best way to make ends meet and they have multiple jobs these jobs I do feel like they require a lot of you and the wage that we're looking at is we we're saying is like unlivable and we have to make this push where if this is going to be the kind of work that is available for your average adult who is trying to pay bills pay their rent or their mortgage have kids cover their health insurance on their own especially if these jobs don't provide it it's insane how much work you have to do for such little money. And I like the job model. I think of what, you know, you guys are talking about, like at home state and some of these other places where they incentivize, you know, their staff to want to stay, be invested in the company, do a good job. And it's because they're making the kind of money that you can actually make your life work with. Right. And on the flip side, and this was like, I read this article about, um, how a lot of restaurants actually in order to not pay because they were like well we pay servers yeah. too much so they changed their whole format into counter service so like this was from well that's what la is yeah. la is like everything is counter service here now so like this is a an article from the from the times but it's like the headline is san francisco restaurants can't afford waiters so they're putting diners to work the city offers a case study of how high housing costs are, um, how high housing costs. The city offers a case study of how high housing costs alter the economics of everything else, including restaurant services. So this is like a major city that um, because of rent for their restaurants, they couldn't pay their uh, servers a 
like com- competitive wage. So they flipped their whole system into an ordering system, like come up to the counter or like with a an iPad where they can just order through that. I actually went to a restaurant in Miami that did that where even though they had they had minimal servers on the floor because they just had iPads at every table and you had to literally order your full meal in via the iPad and then someone a food runner would be there. God. And that was because they wanted to eliminate having to pay for actual bodies. <laughs> right, which is still like that that very small hourly wage. Right. Which is like you so you're taking away their potential to earn the tips that have nothing to do with your restaurant. You know, it's it's out of the customer's pocket. But for them to go so far as to even take away that small minimum wage, that ability to give a service experience, that I'm kind of freaking out about because I'm like, no, 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 no. Like let's work on improving actual counter service right. jobs and let waitressing be what waitressing is. You right. know? I mean, it's a very, I've heard about it and I mean, I know it was happening in Miami um, and then it's happened in San Francisco and a couple other places where restaurants Mm -hmm. will convert to counter service in order to sort of like cut that, cut their costs down. Damn. Which is an insane concept, but also, I I mean, and I think it's an easier way for like new businesses to open up, Um, but just this whole, we're, we're eliminating people to people contact what they're also saying is like because it is counter service now they can take the cost of what you're paying for for food or they can upcharge you because now it, it's like restaurants are really playing with the algorithms of what they can charge for food versus what they have to pay the people who work for them and i mean wow. we're not even yeah. going to get started on how none of this ever affects the cooks none of it ever affects the actual line like the sure. chefs are will always be paid even in these restaurants where service charges are offered i would venture to bet in fact i know for a fact that when they say it goes to back of the house it's maybe a dollar or two more mm-hmm. and it's not it, it, it's it's i think that chefs and and cooks should be paid the same i think i i think they work extremely hard and line cooks still make Mm -hmm. between nine and thirteen dollars an hour Mm -hmm. which is criminal they work longer hours oh my god they're there all day they're there all day and they're they're pulling a burger shift they are pulling a burger (laughs) shift all the way can you say bagel one more time burgers bagels bagels I didn't, I didn't fully say bagel. You said bagel the whole time and, and the entire time I just kept listening for it and it was great. It was my, it's one of my favorite words that you say. Don't, okay. don't, don't huff. It's, it's absolutely charming. I and lovely. can change. There needs to be a delineation also because I have to say as a customer, if I'm paying for an elevated sort of item, I don't want it on a computer. That makes me feel like I'm at the airport. That makes right. me feel like I'm at a fast food joint and it's like you're also robbing diners of the experience which is like I do like being waited on yeah I had to wait I literally took the iPad and walked around the restaurant looking for somebody who worked there because I wanted to ask hey what do you like or what does this mean absolutely I was like there's no Google on here so I could just no that to me is crazy just because the idea it's really minimizing what a server provides yeah there's also um, we kind of were talked we touched about this about like the evolution of like the counter service and it being like this like upper like echelon of like a food experience like something like a squirrel situation 
right? right? Where you go and it's all done at the counter and then you're paying you're paying like eighty dollars for lunch it's for like so two to three much. people, right? Mm. It's so and delicious. then you're given a number and you go sit down and it's like What's the etiquette for tipping on that? Like, do yeah. you? That it, is, it, it, we should. Because I know people aren't tipping them 20%. I'm not tipping 20% in that situation. I'm doing like maybe, like, I'm doing like 10 because to me, it's kind of like getting seamless or Grubhub or yeah. I'm whatever. I'm curious if our listeners have a rule of thumb for tipping on uh, counter service or something mm-hmm. like that. I think there's a great, I think it, it would be great to field that and see what people yeah, if anyone wants to like hit us up with their little rules and calculations. Yeah, because and- I know when I sit down to dine, I always, <laughs> I double the first number. So if it's like a $40 meal, I'm going to be tipping eight bucks mm-hmm. and then I add a couple dollars more. Sure, of course. And yeah. then if it's 45, it's, I double the first number plus two and then I add a couple oh, bucks. I love that I'm like good at like shorthand math because I worked in restaurants yeah, like for nine, so many nine years. Bucks. Yeah. So I was like yeah. 20% is nine bucks. And 45. so often people, and you get like nervous and it's, it's busy. And I feel like maybe if somebody has like a really good rule of thumb for, um, if it's over $5 tip this, if it's over $10 tip this, if the, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe somebody's like, uh, like a uh, uh, like gold member yelper and just like has their <laughs> shit on lock. Right. Well, because the etiquette and the style of service, it's totally changing. And that yeah. to me was the um, at first sort of aggravating thing about coming to L.A. Every place friends were inviting me to go eat. You would stand in this like 20 person deep line and then maybe go grab a table. You're Everyone's sitting there with a number on that little stick. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I do get relieved about is you do a lot of waiting like at the top of the situation. But then when you're done, you do just get to peace out. Like there's no waiting for the bill, yeah, which is a very good kind of nice sometimes. But it, it's just like it just took me a minute to accept it. And I still don't know that I really love it where I'm going to get my own silverware. I'm mm. carrying that, you know, so I'm like kind of going like, nah, someone's just a food runner. Yeah. I'm not doing 20 percent on this shit. Yeah. Hey, we're so excited to have a guest we've been waiting to talk to you for a little bit. Please welcome to Sidework Podcast, Mike Lawrence. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey. Andrea is our one-person welcoming committee. We're so excited. If you guys can't see this, but I'm holding a banner. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's start from where this job uh, began, which was in Florida, correct? Yes, that's correct. South okay. Florida. Yeah. So uh, I always say Fort Lauderdale, but it's really a town called Davie. Okay. Yeah, is specifically. Everyone has that, right? Like, you, you, you'd be afraid if the person knows the exact place that so you give the general one. Yeah. I used to say Miami. And now I'm comfortable with Fort Lauderdale. And. <laughs> Like, by the time I'm 60, I'm just going to be like, Davey. Davey, <laughs> who is like the innocent kid brother of Fort Lauderdale's Davey, Florida, right? Is what it makes He's me not innocent. <laughs> our, our, our mayor was a pro wrestler named Harry Venus. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Venus. What? It's like the new name of my new wax business. <laughs> Seriously, I'd think yeah. about that. And w- Harry Venus, real. Uh, we'll yeah. definitely get back to McDonald's in a moment here. Was he of the era of maybe the '60s and '70s? Because my dad, I guarantee, would have been a fan. <laughs> no, this was when I was like. So I'm 36 now. So yeah, like I guess like early 2000s, late 90s. Oh, got it. Okay, so he was almost like an active 
Yeah, yeah, he was the mayor, yeah. And well, he was he, like on the wrestling circuit and the mayor at the same time? I think he was that? a former pro wrestler. Got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Harry Venus, gonna text my dad in a few minutes to yeah. see if he yeah, yeah. knows who that is. So, you not, know. Not we to be all... confused with Mayor McCheese, also. A lot mayor of McCheese. Lots of municipalities are going to I'm sure over. you were torn, like, which mayor do I listen to? <laughs> so, yeah, so we, we definitely, our, our whole podcast is about service industry and, you know, us mostly all waitresses, bartenders, but we, I've, had a counter job many of us have started off yeah. with the counter job before you're allowed to kind of like be let loose in a dining room you know which is what we graduated to so you just uh you just doubled down on uh the counter service i mean yeah let's pretend it chose okay. me right uh, <laughs> i mean the thing is like i don't have the face or personality to get tips okay so it's <laughs> like I am a I have a base pay face. <laughs> <laughs> a minimum wage mug. <laughs> it's uh that's the new radio voice. Radio face. Yeah. Um so so yeah, I just don't think that route was 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 possible. I mean, I I tried other uh restaurants, but it was it was in walking distance. I I don't drive mm-hmm. even then. So it was like, okay, I could walk there and back. You know, I like the color purple, sure. <laughs> the book and, and the, movie. the shade, uh, <laughs> which is my uniform. And I was just, I mean, yeah, it was, it was literally, and I do think this is good. And, and parents, you know, it's like, my dad was like, you're 16, get a job. Absolutely. So I did. And it was like, what's the closest thing? That was it. And then it was just like, I should leave. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I I went to college for nine months. It didn't work out. And then I went straight back. And I remember when I interviewed to get my job back, he was like, yeah, just put on the uniform and you start now. Was this your standard brick and mortar McDonald's? No special. What did it have a good like play, you know, uh, play ball pit? Yes. Play, play, play place. Play Sorry. Place. So it was right on like this highway, State Road 84, Florida heads will know. And um, and it was uh, across from a, a Dunkin' Donuts in, in this plaza with a... Um, it was like a barber shop called Carl's Home of the Davy Flat Top. Um, <laughs> and I, I remember what I used to do at barber shops. I would pretend to be someone that I wasn't. Um, and it was fun. I would talk about like how I was rich. And then I remember the barber saw me in the drive through like three days later. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it was my escape. This was before comedy. I, I was doing slam poetry at the time. I worked at McDonald's. I feel like I recall this about you. Yeah. Um, And so how was the South Florida? How was the Davy slam poetry scene? Oh, sad. (laughs) Not slamming. Was it just Um, you in the drive-thru, you know, just uh, to customers? Was that you slam slam poetry to people? I wouldn't wouldn't, uh, work out my poems with the customers, but I would write them. Like, I would print out the receipts. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, my main position was drive-thru cash. They they kicked me off the grill um, because uh, I took too long. I was like, there's a little pink, maybe not. And they're like, you're not cut out for this. <laughs> you and your morals. You got to stop caring. Yeah. Uh, and a guy named Stumpy, which I know sounds made up, was the guy that trained me to flip the burgers. And he had one arm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I mean, insane. it's the South, and it's so I anything, any sort of nickname or anything, like well, yeah. never ever all... takes me for a turn because it's just a world where I assume everybody has a nickname. We can all and assume one less appendage. We can all assume it was a gator accident. 
Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. Was it was it was a machine accident? Oh. But he had the type of personality where he somehow was able to be unsympathetic in the settlement hearing. I'm guessing because it's like, how do you end up here? Like you lose an arm to a machine. That's right. Like, get rich. What? Yeah. The machine won. That's like yeah. when it began. Judgment Day <laughs> started just then. Yes, he's a he's a, he's a regular Zach De La Rocha. <laughs> <Raging against him. laughs> My manager would always ask me to like shave. And I was like, you're not going to fire me. Like that was, <laughs> I think that was the thing about that job. It, it sucks. I stayed so long because I knew that no one would ever ask me to leave. God. And, <laughs> and it was just like, there was a freedom in that. I showed up late all the time. You know, I uh, would eat way more. Like, that's the thing. I have Crohn's now. And I thought like I was getting away with something by like sneaking McNuggets, like which I would put in my pocket as they were hot, <laughs> you know, whisper, robble, robble, not yell it, uh, <laughs> and and think that I was beating the system. And then when I was diagnosed with Crohn's, I was like, oh no, I lost. Like the this... <laughs> system beat you. The machine wins again. <laughs> yeah, because like I remember watching, I, I like I'm the guy. This is sad. I watched Super Size Me. And was like, you pussy. Uh, <laughs> a month? A month, I know. Oh, no, I gained 20 pounds and my face is weird and my <laughs> vegan girlfriend doesn't like me. <laughs> you know, and and I, and and I remember I was there when that movie came out and when they cut the supersized stuff and having to explain to customers, A, what a documentary was, and B... <laughs> Why they could no longer get supersized. The fact that I don't have like all the diabetes and sure. like everything. Like I found a way to get just the shake syrup out. <laughs> what was your preference? Just if you just hold it right in it's... the shake machine, it's just pure syrup and it's cold enough. And then I would just that was like that was my energy drink. I would just chug because I worked for for a good amount of years, I'd say like four or so years, I was going to community college, and my community college schedule was Tuesday and Thursday. I would just do all my classes, and then every other day of the week, I worked at McDonald's from six in the morning to two. In terms of the service end of it, so let's let's walk through a typical breakfast shift. You in a good groove. Uh, describe that. Did you have regulars uh, in the mornings? Yeah, I mean, there. I I I'm not making this up, but it sounds like I am, and it says a lot about Florida and and then the parts of Supersize Me that I liked when he talked about the the cafeterias and all of that, mm -hmm. and how poverty is linked to you know malnutrition, all that was just the fact that like I saw some people there every single day. Like, mm -hmm. and there's some. There was this woman who I still like. <laughs> gives me PTSD. She was just mean. I never didn't see her, and she had the same like order. She was one of those. She was the fries, no salt, just so that she could get the fresh fries, and she would salt it in front of you <laughs> like that. That's I can I can relate. I would have yeah. felt assaulted by her <laughs> attitude. I'd be insulted by that behavior. And and I remember there was a time when I had to go to a hurricane shelter. And she was there. And I was Ugh. like, this is no shelter at all. <laughs> and people recognized me. It was like, are you the McDonald's guy? Um, and it was so brutal. <laughs> like, Do you have any burgers in your pocket? Yeah. You know, Assholes. sorry, but like when that, like, you're 
technically kind of like a bartender where people don't always recognize their waiters or waitresses, but the bartenders, as we've discussed, are kind of put on this little podium. Like, you're the face in the window. You're the voice that they're hearing when they're going through the menu selection. You're taking the order. And if they're going there five to seven days a week, like, they know you. Would some some call you Mike? Were you on first name basis with anyone? Yeah, like a couple, you know. And then there was people that would ask you for free stuff. I remember there was one time this guy asked me for free stuff, and I was like, you've never been nice to me you come in every day you make me feel like nothing it's like you will not get more mcnuggets (laughs) yeah (laughs) you you should have been like you've been getting free stuff yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean we'll go there if you want Uh, Uh, we will yep i never did but i saw it so describe the free (laughs) stuff I mean, I saw like crotch rubbing and stuff like that, wow. you know, spinning. Yeah. And I mean, the thing, this is the thing, like, it was like, I'm not going to do that. But, and it was only ever fully warranted. Like, like it was intended for someone coming through who was being malicious. Right. It, it was a hit. Yeah. It was a hit. Okay. It was always it was a hit. Mafia gang style. And like- it didn't happen a lot. But it was like, if you are just going out of your way to be nasty, then it's like, okay. Which is like, this is fast food. So this whole thing takes place in like less than 10 minutes time. Like 10 minutes tops if you guys are busy. Five. Yeah. And it's like, and it's also, it's like what, what people don't understand is like these employees have nothing. Nothing. And if you are the last thing that's trying to ruin their day. Like, they will take the littlest bit of power they have with the sandwich in their hand. And rub it all over their genitals. (laughs) (laughs) Not even thinking about what it does to their genitals. Right. (laughs) The selfless sacrifice. Right. This will hurt you more than it hurts me. (laughs) It's a small price to pay. (laughs) Like, someone's like dipping their balls in a super hot cup of coffee in the back. (laughs) No, but I was just thinking maybe that's... Maybe that's why the coffee's so you hot. Deserve it. <laughs> I've lost friendships. Like just one, but it was just like I was like, you can't do this. Like Oh, what, you were like a passenger in a car mm-hmm. going to get food with someone and they and just were just the scre- Yeah, just the anger. It's like because that's the thing. It's interesting. The people that were meanest to me were the ones that made a dollar more. Like it was the the person in the Best Buy uniform or the Domino's, you know, like or who got tips. Well, because like, the, the shit rolls downhill, the, you mm-hmm. know, because they're being punched down yeah. on. So they're trying to punch oh, down yeah. on the next rung down. And that's unfortunately because I always feel like the people who are usually the richest, wealthiest and most established tend to be the nicest. It's the people who just got the little pop of fame or a taste of something that act like royal turds like all the time yeah and yeah i do oh my god if i had like a fucking best buy employee big dog in me yeah balls in the coffee (laughs) no questions asked (laughs) i want to know if you you personally or just like coworkers collectively at mcdonald's what were some of your biggest like group jokes or inside jokes or sort of like annoyances about customer habits and behaviors yeah, well, one one of the jokes was um, I would uh, I would do this thing because I was the drive through cash, so I'm the first person that gets to hear you and see you, and everyone else could be on the headset too if they wanted, but I I get to see you first. So what I would do is when that car would come up to me, I take their money, 
then when they go up to the second window, the presenter window, I would try to make the presenter break by doing impressions of the customers. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Just like sort of like <laughs> take a wild guess which person this is, you know. And then we would do like different, you know, um, yeah, like phrases and stuff. I came up with car tour. Car tour was this guy who was like 600 pounds. <laughs> So it was like a centaur, but half man, half car, <laughs> because you couldn't see the feet. So, <laughs> so it's like things like that um, that that we would do. Now, did you did you personally have good friends and relationships with your coworkers? Some of them, yeah. I mean, not a lot because it's just so transient. So sure. any any time that you started to like bond with someone that you thought like was like as like. I was self-aware and, and a lot of people weren't. And anytime someone else was self-aware, they used that self-awareness to leave. <laughs> yes. But like I said, I like the idea of being, you know, like in my head, I mean, now it's just so sad, but I was cool. Like, like, like coming in at 6.07 when I was supposed to be there at 6 and the cars are waiting for me. Yeah. Oh, like there was a power in that. Like, yeah. Yeah. How bad you want that breakfast hash brown? The yeah. answer is you, like sit in your seat like for like a good forty five seconds before you decided to put the headset on and make sure you're comfortable like, like where can, you were. They could see you. They're craning like, their head around. Position your coffee just so. <laughs> God, yeah. I see this is like um like establishing shots, close ups in a movie yeah. of like you just like turning things just perfectly, like flipping on some yeah. switches, <laughs> adjusting the microphone, and then you're like. Good morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally. And they're like, oh, God, I got to get to work, you know? But think about it. They're all trapped in a line. They can't back up. The only people who can get, get out of that situation is the front or the back. And I was like, you need me. That's right, they do. You need me. Oh, you ever have like a, like, a, uh, 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 like a little, oh, like vocal warm up <laughs> in the morning before you? And it was great, too, when, when, a, when a customer wanted you to care as much as them and when you showed that you didn't. That I remember, like, there was a rule, you know, Sundays were 39 cent cheeseburger day. And there was, like, this Yum. customer who was like, I want 30. And it's like, we can only sell you 10 at a time because it makes the line too long. They're like, oh, yeah. Well, what if I just get 10 now and then come back and get another 10 and then drive around and get another 10? What are you going to do about it? I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You're like, yeah, that's what I suggested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just keep, as long as you keep every, everything nice and even. It's a socialist yeah. society here at McDonald's. I'm still kind of also picturing like the vocal warm ups where he's like, oh, la, 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 la. And then he's like, <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> It is really talk about some of the stuff now because now it feels like poor shaming, but it's like, oh no, I was poor. So it's like, it's this odd thing. Like, I remember there was a person who would like, fr you know, freeze the burgers, like get, get a bunch, you know, that Sunday and then just like, that's their food for the week no that but that's also yeah. like that's at any person's point in their life mm -hmm. when they are hard up for money you turn to fast food i oh, mean yeah. that's like getting a five dollars as many five dollar little caesar's pizzas as you can get your hands on and you yeah. put that shit in the freezer uh my dad oh god whatever i mean he would buy crave cases from white castle and jam all those sliders in the freezer i mean like yeah and you, to, you do what you have to. You do yeah. what you have to. And, you know, that's uh, my friend Kevin, who I hosted my show with for a long time. Like, 
that was his family's, you know, meal plan sometimes is they'd go get as many 39 cent burgers as they could. And that's why I think he's vegan right now and yeah. incredibly health conscious because that's how he grew up. So what was the total tenure of time that you did at, at Mickey D's? So it was, yeah. So I started uh, May 16th, 1999 and I stayed until about, I want to say like May or June of 2001. And then I came back at the um, like May of 2002 and stayed until the end of 2006 when I moved to New York. It's about five years. Five like years six, yeah. Five or six, yeah. I always just say the whole thing. The whole thing seven. is six, yeah. And six even when seven. you're gone, like just because I went back, it's like I still feel like that nine months I was there. <laughs> 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 of course. I was just I took a long break. It's hard, it's hard to get that smell off your clothing, so, you know. Oh, yeah. Nobody talks about that. It's it's we do. forever. Yeah. yeah. It's rough, right? Yeah. And and the just the way your hair feels, the grease and it's yeah, it's in it's insane. Like cuz you know, a thing that, that sometimes I'll get asked is if I still eat it. it yeah, when I when I'm punishing myself, <laughs> when I'm angry, if I have a bad set or don't get a job that I wanted. I I go and I nug it up. I do like the twenty <laughs> by myself. Don't look at me, you know. I like too that they're like all laid out, like each as a grievance. You know, each nugget represents something that didn't go your way. Yeah, it's like it's the the, the thing. Like, and I've had to like be honest, you know. And I know you guys are good friends. My wife Adina. I've had to tell her just like. I went to McDonald's. <laughs> I did it. And and now especially because like I'm you know, I have an illness, like it's it's so much worse. But it's like because you can go without having it and then when you have it, like just the way those chemicals feel. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. That we just yeah, sell it to people. I, I think what's scary and so like it's not to give Morgan Spurlock credit again or whatever, but there's science behind it where, okay, so it's so powerful that it's nostalgia and yeah. good times from being a kid and there's the whole advertising. Happy meal. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and we were products of the fucking Happy Meal. Of we were course like we the are. kids that it was targeted for the first time. And so there's just happiness and ease, you know, because th- it always felt like a treat. Like for us, it was a treat. It was a reward. Know? Yeah, you, a did, reward. you did good. Let's go to McDonald's. Oh, yeah. And then you kind of make choices later in life to not eat it. Did you say it. choices? Did I say <laughs> <laughs> You make choice. Uh, life's full of McChoices. And That's an employee that gets an abortion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Pro McChoice. Never met uh, one of those. They, they all had the kid. And there was never not a pregnant get a person. Fryer. There, there was always at least they would like and they would tag each other out. All right, you're in. Okay, gotta go have my little nugget. Yeah, you're you're <laughs> in. My nuggets in the oven right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So then when you do have McDonald's, because I used to be so anti for a bit because it was just like gross. Like I can at least afford a Subway sandwich or whatever. Oh. When you're on the road, you you try oh, and yeah. categorize the less of all the evils. Oh, 100%. But there's something about McDonald's where it's a pleasure and a pain all at once because it has the chemicals that make you happy. And then uh, about an hour later, you're like, or for your old share. I need to sleep <laughs> by that point. Yeah. Because <laughs> I eat it late. We weren't a McDonald's family at all. Like, my, I remember an uncle specifically would take us there and we'd be like, holy shit, what is this place? We'd never go here. Wow. And then didn't ever eat it until maybe high school when I had my first Big Mac and I was like, 
where the fuck have I been all my life? Like, where has <laughs> this were, been? You're a Big Mac girl too. I love a Big Mac. I mm-hmm. like a Big I like Mac. a saucy, like soggy yep. sandwich. Yep. I mean, and I would want like extra sauce on it. Yep. Of course, me too, because look at us now. We're foodies. Right. That was the <laughs> advanced. Then I didn't eat it for years, but then when we lived in Chicago, when I was at uh, Improv Olympic a lot, uh, I owe to the newbies listening out there, um, there was a McDonald's in Wrigleyville, and there was a 24-hour walk-up window oh, you boy. could go up to. That was just like packed with shenanigans, like drunken assholes just like waiting in line at like 3 a.m. Like, oh, that's yeah. a portal to hell. Yeah, it really was. I think there was like a slide window. I mean, it was basically like like a like a pawn shop window. <laughs> like, what Did you put like, your money like, like, in Bulletproof the... glass, for sure. I'm quite certain. I... Food's addictive. People do crazy <laughs> things to get it. I remember I was at a McDonald's in Times Square and uh, they kicked us out. It was like me and two friends and they're like... Uh, as you can't stay here anymore. And I was like, why didn't anyone say that to me in the seven years? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've got a nuanced answer for this, but what is your takeaway from having this level of service um, experience in your life? Do you, do you think it's shaped you? Yeah. I mean, the physical shape I am now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, I think, you know, it's work ethic. It's mm-hmm. the thing. I, I think... You know, comedy, and even now in writers' rooms, there's a lot of like Ivy League people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And and I know we 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 try to rationalize and justify the 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 crappy things we went through and how jobs can fortify you, but I really do believe they can. And it's because it's like nothing is beneath me, right? Um, because I was there and. You know, I made four hundred dollars every two weeks. That was my paycheck, and and look, I was on the luckier side. I was staying at my dad's. Was mm-hmm. I mean, I knew people that lived off that. Mm-hmm. And I remember a couple of years ago when was it that credit card company or or was McDonald's published that report on how you can live off a of salary and how to disperse your expenses and and it's insane. Um, but I think that. That's what I I got from it of just like there's nothing. I mean, there's something undignified about working at McDonald's, but there's also nothing undignified about working hard and getting a paycheck. And it's like that feeling of just holding that money in your hands and buying things with that money. And, you know, I paid for my community college with that money. And, And then, you know, I got a bachelor's with McDonald's money. So. And then, but I think you would, could safely agree that for it not currently being a livable wage, that yeah, people should be able to do this technical minimum wage sort of service, and we should hike that pay scale. Oh, a hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent. I just looked because yeah, I was curious, and it's eight forty six an hour is the minimum wage in Florida now. It wow. should it should be fifteen. I mean, and Ivanka Trump yesterday being like, I don't think people like to be given things. I think they like to earn that tiny little bit of money. <laughs> like, all right, bitch. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's just like it's just the simple fact that you can't live on no. that wage. You can't. You had to. You had to have a roof provided over your head, which helped you go to school. To be honest, someone can't do all of that on four or $500 every two weeks. Might I add an, I never thought about this, but like the price of an act, like a value meal exceeds the amount someone's making an hour at McDonald's. Yeah. I mean, it definitely did then. And it's interesting, you know, like 
the prison metaphor of every person you know every employee would ask each other what are you what are you here for you know <laughs> and everyone had a story i mean there was this you know woman who's like son like she didn't realize that he was gay and then he died of aids and you know and and was like trying to like pay the funeral cost and mm -hmm. all of that and but also was an addict herself and i mean like the stories that i heard are so brutal and i guess if it's another thing my takeaway it's like i guess be nice to the the screen <laughs> be nice to the screen be nice you know i'm me just as someone who's hungry and usually pleasantly uh buzzed when i'm at a fast food place uh um, they're my favorite people to talk to okay. and they're my favorite face to see when they open the window and give me the paper bag. I'm like, you keep rocking, man. I love what you do. Yeah. You know? So here's a tip is that um, don't, don't let a job define you or make you happy. Oof. You know, like find other things um, because searching and, I mean, it's it's funny. There's days at McDonald's where I was happier than days in like well-paying writing jobs. It's yeah. like it's all relative, and the job is just a job. And like I don't know, yeah, find people and things that actually give you fulfillment. You know, um, I just get personal for a sec. But like seeing you know Brody Stevens and 48 years old, and I, the last thing that he tweeted was about like ready to start the festival circuit again. And I don't know, that just made me so sad. And how, you know, especially with social media, like everyone just projects that they're busy and working and giving this illusion that everything's great. And so then you feel it's not and you get sadder than you should be. But it's like trying to chase that and just finding happiness in those things. It's just not worth it. And, you know, in his case, if he was able to see what he meant to people, and I think mm -hmm. he did in some ways, but hold on to that more than you know chasing the thing we're all chasing then i don't know which which is like a quick hit of feeling validated and then it's done again and then you start chasing it which is the dangerous thing uh, about comedy and, and some of these pursuits sometimes is like if you're not grounded in something that you really love uh it's a quick hit of recognition and then it's over and you're sad again yeah you know anyways my show got canceled uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great tip, Mike. I'm happy. Mike, I love it. Always. That was like one man show worthy, little bittersweet end. Uh, yeah. I might have but tears. RIP to him. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, try, try to find happiness in all things. Yeah. Wait, doesn't, I'm loving it. You know, I'm Mike, loving Mike, it. I'm loving sure. it. I'm definitely thinking about a cheeseburger. But I'm not gonna get one. Well, but I've I can never, smell it. You know, I've never not talked it. about McDonald's on podcasts without getting it. Oh, <laughs> oh, fuck. This is the life I live. Sorry, Adina. That's all right. <laughs> we'll text her and, and warn her ahead of time <laughs> what to expect when you get back home. She no. knows from the smell. Ah, <laughs> she's <laughs> sniff check. You're like, right. that's just the years and years of layers of smell coming out of my body. Still, the la the last thing I will say. Yes. Just because let's end on a, on a happy note. I got to take her to that McDonald's like a few years ago. We went we went to Florida, you know, saw the family and everything and got to go together. And we walked in and she saw it. And it ended up closing like a couple of months after that. But she goes, 
I understand everything about you now. <laughs> and and just realizing like I left this and now I have her. I was like, this is pretty good. You did good trade up. Yeah, you she's amazing. Great. Oh my god. Here's a tip, guys. Not everyone is cut out for doing a shot of apple cider vinegar in the morning. I have a very high acid stomach sometimes. Um, this was post eating like fried spicy shrimp at the night before at the standard. It was like covered in hot sauce and I drank some margs. And so let's just say I woke up with a little bit of a sour stomach. What you don't do is throw gasoline on the fire. Uh, I was like, oh, well, I'll do, you know, I also I took all my new like Dr. K supplements. So I've got like weird pills and supplements. And then I did a shot of apple cider vinegar. Dro- no. Nope. Drove to a meeting. No. And by the time I parked over by Disney, like in Burbank, um, texted my friend who I was meeting. I'm throwing up in the car. I'm not <sighs> sure if I can get out of the car right now. I was like, I don't know what's happening to me. I was throwing up into a Trader Joe's bag sitting there like a crackhead in my car, like trying to duck out of sight of oh, people. No. I didn't stop till six, like that night. Your stomach Kyle, you see, like it. there is just something that like, I just, I will reject calcium pills because I've been, I've been, you know, given those in the past and I'll take them right before but bed. You can't take them on an empty stomach. Were you, did you eat something? <sighs> no. Yeah. yeah. Nope. See, anytime I, I ever that, take vitamins on vitamins, an empty stomach. I've done that before where I've taken a belly full of vitamins and like projectile vomited across the room. Here's a tip. If you are going to travel internationally, yes. make sure and make a copy of your passport because you never know if you lose your passport when it's on your person or if your shit gets stolen, God forbid. Like a like a photocopy like a or photo because copy there's also a passport your... card you can get as well. Uh, well, I always do just a photocopy. Okay, good of to the know. Passport that you can like keep like back at the hotel in case something happens and you have a copy of it. So just be a safe traveler. And on that same note, here's another tip as far as traveling goes. Um, my mom, I've been traveling a lot and is sitting next to a lot of sick people on the plane and everything like that and not keeping great hours and whatnot. My mom got me these vitamins called counter attack mm. and you there got all like everything you would find in like a, like a, uh, like a lassens, you know what I mean? It's just, it's got all of the supplements, whatever, compact in these two pills. I have never, I started to feel a little sick and you're supposed to up the ante, gone. Nice. It was so, and it's got oregano oil in it. It's got everything that you have heard that um, combats immune problems. And I always am like, oh, come on, mom, because my mom's a vitamin queen. And these truly work. It's called counter attack. Nice. I also feel like it's a very good theme for our episode today. <laughs> counter attack. Counter attack. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Oh, my God. I have to high five you. Oh, my oh. God. Well, that was it. We did it. Thanks for listening, you guys. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. And remember to be kind to your server or your counter server. If you like what you hear today, please review us on iTunes and give us a couple stars.